Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're talking about the X files and I'm talking about your ex uh, you know having to talk to your current relationship about your past relationships you know talking about a past relationship is really tricky you know what starts off as fun uh, 20 questions it turns into a really chilly uh, crazy time and if you're not careful all the stuff that you're sharing with this person especially if you decide to commit to them uh, tends to come back on you and you find more about past relationships is never a good thing. And yet, like all the people that inquire, it's really kind of foolish. You know, we're looking for dirt in our in our lover's past. And we, we find that dirt, you know, our hands are left with a stench that lingers because that stuff does not just magically go away. You know, if your new lover has popped the, the, the past relationship question on you and you find no way of avoiding it with a smile or a wink, perhaps uh, you should learn how to talk about a past relationship and make sure you don't find yourself in that ground of having the wrong answers because some people are t just can't handle the truth. And so what you want to understand is there's ways to talk about past relationships and there's ways not to. But the deal is... You know, you do want to be honest and, and you don't want to withhold information uh, that may come back on you later on in the future. What's really important is if you've got lingering feelings for a past relationship, they need to know about it because that's going to affect them. If you've got uh, times that you're going to intervene with that person in public or in private or you have to communicate with them because they, you have children with them or something like that, then you need to communicate about that. But if it has nothing to do with your current relationship emotionally, physically, uh, friendship-wise, or anything like that, then it's really not stuff that you want to have to go deep into. The next time you come face-to-face -face with a question about your past and the number of notches you've had sexually in your bed, you want to keep those tips and suggestions in mind and, and, and that, I'm, that I'm going to bring up. You know, it'll help you answer uh, to, to for them to hear exactly what they want to hear rather than what they should hear. Now, should hear, once again, is the things that are going to intervene in the relationship. And that's a very important component. So first of all, you have to understand that all of us have a past. And at times you may find yourself in a relationship with someone who's not dated many people especially if you're a Christian, because Christian people oftentimes like to hold themselves until they finally get married and then they have sex and then they discover that they're not very confident in their sex and they've waited a long time and maybe they're not quite as turned on as they thought they would be simply because they've waited forever and they've gotten through the honeymoon phase without ever having intimacy. And so what that means is they have to establish a intimate relationship in order to have intimacy. 
So let's say you're with that special person because of the coincidences and the relationship you've experienced before, and you really don't want to have to feel bad about your extensive list of past lovers once you've settled down with someone else. But you do have to be careful about what you say to a new lover. So for instance, if you're with somebody that doesn't have much of a past, what you, uh, sexually, and you have an enormous past, what you have to understand is sex is going to be fairly new to them. They, it is going to be a discovery process for them. And for you, it's more like old hat. Oh, you want to do that. Oh, you like doing that. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like this. I like that. So the more you show your experience, the more they resent you because they're discovering their sexuality. Now, if you're open with that person to say, hey, Look, I've had sex before. I've had a lot of experience in that. And I know this is going to be new to you. So I just want you to know that I'm coming at it, trying to make it new with you because I want to have intimacy with not with you that I never had before. And that's where I'm going down. Now, you may be going down a path of new discovery, which is great. But I have to come at this from the idea that I'm going to get something with you that I'm never going to have had before. And that's what I'm going for. See, if you communicate more like that, you have a better chance of putting your past behind you. But if you're in there trying to perform for them and act like it's all new and fake it until you make it, uh, you're probably never going to make it because nothing is new and you are faking it and eventually they figure it out because you don't have the motivation that they have to discover. So you have to remember you can still tell the truth to a new lover without going into a lot of details. What you want to give them is a broad swath of understanding that, yes, I've done some crazy things sexually before. That is part of my life. I cannot change it. That is who I am. But my morals have changed. My ideals have changed. My idea for a relationship has changed. And that is what's new to me. And that's what I want to have with you. So when you start going out with someone seriously, one of the first questions you may face after reaching a certain level of closure may be about your old flames. So everyone wants to know how uh, frisky they were in the past, and they want to know as much about their partner's past as they possibly can, but what you reveal can change your relationship because they may hold it against you. I don't want to have sex with you because you did all that with that person. Oh, and you did that with that person, and you did that with that. Well, that's kind of childish, but that's the thing is. The sexuality, if it's about what you did with someone else, it's really not about intimacy. It's about performance. And that is not what you want in a long-term relationship. The goals are different. If my goal is to have sexual intimacy because I want to become a professional sexual intimacy person, I want to become the best lover anybody can possibly have, that's probably my own insecurity trying to be a great lover because I don't think I have anything else to offer in a relationship. So people that put their sexuality first have a tendency to be very insecure as far as relationships. So people that have an extensive past are demonstrating that they lack the ability to be intimate. And so the real challenge is, can they be intimate with you, the new person in their life? Do you have to sit there and compare yourself with what you do, with the, what they've done and what you've not done? That's never a good idea. What is, what is really more important is, can we connect in a way you've never connected before? So you want to 
eventually in your relationship, try to avoid talking about your sexual partners as much as you can, you know, but when push comes to the shove, you have to understand, is this affecting my relationship? Is this person in my life? Is my relate, my feelings for that person still involved in this relationship? Is it getting in the way? Are the thoughts of what I wanted with that person, now I'm wanting that with you, is that something that they're resenting because I manufacture something that I had with someone else and doing that with this person? Or is it about, I want this person and to have a greater experience doing this type of sexual act with them because I want to have that with them and share it in a way that I've never shared it before. You know, your present lover is special. And this person you want to be in love with for the rest of time, you want to let them know how important they are to to you. But more important is, if you've had a long past, is that you need to understand that they have needs. And those needs often have to do with love languages. And if they're an intimacy-oriented person, they're going to be extremely jealous about your past because they want to have their needs sexually become the most important thing in your life to meet their needs. So if you're not thinking about sexuality is important because you've had sex with 8,000 people, that's not going to be a good thing. You're going to have to put sexuality forward if that's our love language. Now, it's different if it's giving gifts or it's words of affirmation or, or, or time together, quality time together, whatever that is, that's fine. If that's what their need is, you need to learn that one because it is a need. But if it's intimacy, there's a good chance they're going to be very jealous of your past. Even if your 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 special person in your life asks you to talk about your feelings and wants explicit graphic details of bedtime activities with your ex, it's not a good idea to do that because that has nothing to do with us, you know. But the deal is, if you're going to linger your past into your relationship and try to mirror all the things you did with this other person, they have a right to know why you're wanting what you're wanting and where this is all coming from. If you've had a whole bunch of one night stands and even made out with a total stranger, you know, just for fun, you're in dangerous grounds if you're somebody that's going to communicate like that. But if you're going to communicate about it openly, understand they may or may not have the maturity to absorb that information and be adults about it. You know, the idea is your past is your past. It is a transaction and it is a part of you. If they cannot accept that part of you, that is their problem. But it is your problem if you're contributing by dribbling your past into your present. So if you don't, uh, you're divorced and, or you have a child with somebody, you do have to communicate about that relationship to some great detail because that person is still going to be involved in your life. You owe that to your partner so that they can adapt and understand what's going on and what it was like to be with that person. Now, oftentimes, We are delusional about our past. We love to blame our other partner, our exes, for all our own faults. If we were not very uh, close with that person and only wanted to have a sexual relationship, oh, they had an affair on me, or oh, they never gave me what I wanted. You know, we we always love to victimize ourselves about our exes. And the truth is, you're just as much a part of the problem as they are, especially if you picked a turd. If you pick a turd that has affairs, they're probably 
going to have affairs. And if you want to complain about it, it's half your fault because you knew what their character is like. Even if you stuffed it in the back of your head and pretended that they didn't have that quality, you probably knew they had that quality by their words, by their actions, by how they treated you. You probably knew it. So take accountability for your part if you're going to be in a relationship. Don't blame everybody else for why you're single. You know what? When it comes to talking about intimate details, you know, you, you, you know, sowing your own oats sexually may be something that you want to explicitly let them understand. But sowing your oats is a whole lot different than developing intimacy and love, and that you, in your mind, have to differentiate that. But if you did love your partner. If you did care about them, if you do still love your partner because they left you or had an affair on you and you never got closure, you owe it to someone to tell them, I still don't have closure on that past relationship. You don't want to act like you don't, and then they find out that you do have feelings for that past person. That's never fair. That's not a good idea. And if you want your relationship to work, that's not a good thing to hide because trust is deeper than love. You can love someone and not trust them. But if you want to argue for the rest of your life, make trust an issue, tell them all the wrong things, tell them things, the truth that you want them to hear. And the good news is you're going to probably end up breaking up because you are lying. And people that don't value trust don't understand that that is the ingredient that holds a relationship together. Trust. It's not love. The people in your life that you trust, you could not see them for five years, but you come back together and everything just slams back together into an incredible thing and it grows and grows and grows. The reason it grows is because there is a safety between you and that person that you trust each other. You know, the thing is, is that when you want to make intimacy an issue in a relationship, in past relationships, in a, in a relationship, what you really want to discuss is what's going on in this relationship that's making you feel that there is something you need to know about my past. What is happening? What are we experiencing where you are having to look back at my past and try to analyze what I'm not giving you or what I am giving you so we can openly communicate? because that is affecting our relationship. You know, the biggest, you know, the best you've ever had, the naughtiest, the wildest, the sexiest, the most beautiful, that may all be a part of your past. And maybe what you have with your partner is intimately different than all of those wild antics. It may be just intimately different. And that is just the way it is. And maybe it's married sex, which is not always going to be the wildest sex in the world. As a matter of fact, if one gets something out of it, that's probably a good thing. But, you know, the bottom line is, is married sex is not comparable to uh, new discovery sex and honeymoon sex. It's just not that way. So we have to understand what are we comparing to and do we have to compare our sex life with the sex life of other people that we've had? Because all of those relationships were made up of two different people with two different motives. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we're going to talk more about how talking about past sex life can affect your current relationship. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. 
Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who are widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about X-Files and talking about past relationships while you're in a current relationship. You know, when you're going to have these conversations, the most important thing you can do is differentiate with that person. Are you collecting this information to understand or are you collecting this information to compare? Because the comparison stuff is never going to work. If they're going to do comparisons, that means they're looking to be jealous. And jealousy creates a whole bunch of trust issues and paranoia in a relationship. Now, if you need this content to differentiate and understand whether I have past feelings, that's a whole different ballgame. What's really important is to understand what the motive is. You know, the best you've ever had, the wildest moments you've ever had. Those things are not needed to be shared unless they affect the relationship as is. If you're a kinky person and you've always done kinky things with other people, maybe if you're wanting to do that with your partner, you need to share where this all comes from. You know, but if you're going to have, you know, sex in the back seat with somebody or you made out on some rocky cliff that you're going to share with your partner and you've done it before, um, Maybe or maybe not, that is something you want to share, especially if it's a memory that's really important to you and it's going to affect your moment with that person. If it seems like you're on that rocky cliff because that's a familiar place, this is what I've always done here with this other person, or this is how I made love with that person and you're trying to recreate that moment, that person that is receiving you needs to understand that you're not there for them, you're there for your own selfish needs. So, 
you know, the whole idea of being in a relationship is about your future, not your past. And what you guys want to be doing is building a future and anything that you've done in your past is about learning from it, failing in those relationships and making your relationship better by learning from your past. You know, you you, you don't really have to go into all your great uh, uh, details and all the notches in your bed. That is not important as what is this doing to contribute to our relationship today to make our relationship better. But if you have a lot of guilt and shame and you're carrying a lot of baggage from all the burned bridges that you've had and all the people that you betrayed and betrayed you, if you're taking that and going to project that on your partner, they need to know where that's coming from because that's not them. That's your past. That is your trauma. And if you're going to carry your traumatic experiences from previous relationships and dump them on your poor partner, that person needs to know that they're receiving stuff that does not belong to them. You know, so we have to be very measured and understanding in how we share information. You know, if you're going to go into a relationship and start spanking them and doing crazy things and, you know, doing some crazy oral crap to them or whatever, they need to know where some of that's coming from. Now, if that's one thing that you're inspired to do that because of your feelings for that person, that's one thing. But if this is what it takes to get me a hard on or whatever, then that's a whole different ballgame because they need to know that this is part of your past. This is what gets you inspired, not because of me. You're doing this because you need that to get off. Or do you need pornography to get off? How much of that is your past? Because pornography does a whole nother thing in a relationship because nobody's going to be able to compete with pornography. So if you're going to have that, that's like having an affair. You also want to save your, your your secrets from past relationships and not turn them into powerful secrets. Turn them into experiences that you've learned from. Because secrets is one thing. Learning experiences is another thing. And learning experiences are more important than secrets. And so what we want to understand is what you've learned instead of what happened. What you've learned is more important when you're sharing information, you know, but once you're too far in, that's another problem because sometimes you do a lot of past sharing and then you discover that person is tensing up, that person is pulling away, that person is using more defensive words, that person is asking 5,000 more questions than they normally ask. That's telling you that they're gathering information about you to judge you. And so you need to understand what is your motive in asking me these questions. Well, I just want information. I just want to know what your password. No, you're wanting to know a lot of information. And it sounds like what you're really wanting to do is compare yourself with my past and you don't compare with my past. So can we talk about what I learned from my past experiences rather than what were my past experiences? Because that's going to affect us more than my past experiences. You know, the thing you could talk about your, with your past is understanding conflict styles. You know, every relationship has conflict, but do they resolve? You see, when we resolve conflict, we understand where each other is coming from. So if I have an insecure partner that needs to compare themselves to the past, I need to understand that. I understand you're wanting to, to compare yourself. I understand that you're you're thinking your value is less than to me from my perspective. Here is really where I'm coming from. I get where you're at. I understand where you're at. 
but I have to let you know also where I'm at. And I think the world of you, I want to have greater experiences. I learned a lot of things from the past and I need to really put those lessons to work in this relationship. I don't want to relive the past. That is nothing to do with this relationship whatsoever. So conflict is really important and understanding insecurities and actually understanding what a person needs and why a person needs the information they need is much more important than defending yourself and hiding yourself behind a rock, trying to make sure that they never know what your past is about. You know, it's not healthy to yell, scream, and name call when you have a disagreement. You need to understand with empathy what is going on with that person and why they're needing the information they're needing so that you can meet them where they're at, not judge them or be defensive. Most couples act as if they are enemies when they try to fight to win. So if fighting to win is happening, what the person's going to say, oh, well, you told me that you did, did, did this with this person. Now you're telling me that you did this, did, did, did this. Okay, well, I guess you're trying to either win them what the truth is or you're comparing yourself with the past. So that's not a constructive argument. Oh, that's not what I said. What I said was blah, 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 blah. Okay, so if you're going to defend yourself by saying what you said, then you're really, once again, just trying to be right and trying to tell them what they're supposed to believe rather than what the truth is. So once again, are you arguing in this conflict over what is right or what was said, or are you trying to understand each other? Understanding each other is what did I learn from the past? Here's what I learned. Here's what I understand. Here is what I need to do to make our relationship better because of what I failed to do in a previous relationship. If you make it about them, the partner that you had, the ex that you had, and how much you gave in to their personal needs and their personal wants because you had no boundaries whatsoever or no morals, uh, then what you're teaching them is you're going to get, you gave that other person something more than what you're ever going to give your partner. They're going to want to know you want to have those experiences with them. But since you had all that with this other one, since you did all this crazy crap with this one, nothing's going to be fun with me because you've already done it before. But what you also have to tell them is, yeah, I gave in on a whole lot of boundaries that I needed to make with that person because I did not enjoy this, that, or the other. And even though I enjoyed this for a one time only, it's not something I want to make a lifetime out of. And, and it just because I did that with another person doesn't mean the experience I would have with you is going to be exactly the same. It's not about me wanting to manufacture what I had with that person. It's about me wanting to experience something differently with you because I did not necessarily enjoy what I did with that person in the past. Or it was a different experience. So let's not compare each other. Also, reasons for breakup. There's always a reason that a romantic relationship ends, but usually they end because one is upset because the other had an explicit past or had no boundaries in the past with other people, and now you're going to have boundaries with me. Well, yeah, I am going to have boundaries with you because I learned that not having boundaries was not a good thing. And yeah, is, a bad, is it bad for me to teach you how to love me? Is it bad for me to give you an understanding of what I want 
so that I can have a better relationship with you than I did in the past because I folded my tent and did everything the person wanted me to do. And now I've got an STD and I've got this, that, and the other because I did everything the other one wanted me to do. Or maybe I wanted to experience all these things and I came to find that that's not love. That's not really what a relationship's about. That my sexuality is not all of who I am like I used to think it was. So once again, you have to really understand where are you coming from and where is sexuality in this conversation and what does the meaning of our conversation have to do with you and what does the meaning of this conversation have to do with me so that we both understand each other's meaning and find something in the middle. You know, you want to take responsibility for your past relationships. You don't want to victimize yourself. Oh, they were a narcissist. Oh, they were a borderline personality. Oh, they were antisocial. They were a criminal. They were this. They were a rapist. You know, if you're going to categorically uh, call the partners that you've had sex with all these different things, that's great. But what role did you play in it? Why don't you give an I statement before a they statement? Wouldn't it be nice if you actually took accountability for the fact that maybe you have participated in the idea that you were raped? Maybe you drank yourself to death and you were drunk and you were vulnerable, and you knew that you were with a psychopath, and they would probably take advantage of you. Can you own some of that? Can you do that? Because that's called adult, you know? And so if you're going to go in a relationship and never take accountability for the crap you did, what kind of person are you? You're not a person that's good for a relationship because you're so selfish, you have to deceive the person that you're with. So the deal is, what did you learn? That's what's important. You know, what worked and what didn't work. You know, we think personality characteristics uh, are, is something great. Then it turns out that it was the, the, the demise of a past relationship. So if you've had a narcissistic partner that only wanted what they want, can't you admit that you were a codependent sucking up to their needs and doing everything that they wanted? Can't you admit to your partner that you were not very good with boundaries, that you let your body be used, that you actually were kind of raped, that you were subjected to trauma because you allowed yourself to be in these circumstances? You know, when you're in a relationship, you signed up for it and you got to remember that. It's not that you were subjected to it. You signed up for it. And if you never set boundaries, and if you sat there and allowed yourself to be used and abused, that's your own damn fault. That's where you have to start owning it before you start pointing your finger at the other person. Not that the other person should not be the criminal, because if they did criminal activities, they should be accountable for that too. But you need to own your role in it first. You know, maybe your past partner was an outdoorsy person and liked to run marathons. And if you're kind of person who hates to hit the gym or go hiking in the wilderness, then that probably didn't work out for you in that relationship. So if you've got another outdoorsy partner and you're a lazy person, you might want to take the experience that you had and set expectations for the outdoorsy partner that, hey, you know, I will go to the gym every once in a while. I do care about you taking care of yourself. I want to take care of myself, but I do it differently. And so I've learned in this past relationship that I don't want to go on hikes every weekend. I don't want to go up into the mountains. I don't want to do all this outdoorsy crazy crap. 
I would rather be sitting at home watching a uh, documentary or watching some criminal uh, story or something like that. That's who, more who I am. So communicating your boundaries based on your past experiences is a good thing. You know, but the bottom line, it's okay to talk about your past relationship with your current partner, but it's as a learning experience. In fact, it's really important to talk about certain topics that you learn from failed relationships and taking accountability for where you did not set boundaries. You know, there's reasons why a partner brings up your past mistakes during arguments. A lot of people complain, my husband keeps bringing up my past. My partner keeps bringing up my past mistakes. That's more common than you do to ever expect. But people love to obsess on their partner's past because they'd rather make you the crazy one instead of them be crazy. They want to deal with your problems and what you did wrong rather than deal with their own crap. And that's called narcissism. And so if they they have that ingredient and they keep obsessing on your past and they want to make you out to be the crazy one and they're the pure and simple one, that's probably a narcissist. And you probably need to wake up and understand if you don't set boundaries with that person and you start sucking up to them as a codependent and never have boundaries, you're probably going to have a miserable life and it's your own damn fault. You know, so the thing is, they don't like being wrong. So when the argument turns into a battlefield, who over, oh, you told me this, or you told me that, or this is what you said before, and now you're telling me this, and they just want to be right. Okay, I get I may have said something wrong or not really given you all the information because I didn't think it was relevant into our relationship now. I did not think that you were going to compare yourself to the past. But now that you are, yeah, it was a little different back then. It was a little different, but the truth is, what did I learn from it? What I learned is I don't like this and I do like this. Is that okay? Can I have learned from my mistakes like you have? You know, there there are things to uh, not yet forgiven. And forgiveness is really simple. You have to look at how and what made a situation the way it was to forgive. But if you're going to keep hammering on, oh, you had this kind of sex, you did this kind of thing with this person. Oh, you never told me you gave them a blowjob. You never told me they did this or that. You never told me you went down on this girl. You never told me you did this or, you know, did whatever, some kind of, you know, perverted thing, you know, licking her butthole or whatever. You know, the bottom line is you, you, you got to understand that those kind of events is not about forgiveness. What's about forgiveness is understanding how it arrived at that so that you understand that there was a lesson involved in that, that you learned from that experience. That is forgiveness, analyzing how did I arrive at that rather than what the outcome was. If a person is focused on the outcome, they are comparing themselves, they are upset because you're not telling them the truth. And yes, there's truths I not told you because I didn't think it was relevant to this relationship because I had no feelings attached to it. But now I'm starting to understand maybe I did have feelings. And maybe I'm trying to project those on you. And so I'm learning from that too. So the bottom line is we have to understand that our past is a moving target in a relationship. And we have to navigate it, understanding why components of our past relationships are making their way into our present relationships. And owning the accountability of how that is happening is very important instead of making your partner think they're crazy. 
Now, once again, if they're comparing themselves, they're not looking for forgiveness and you need to let them know, are you looking for forgiveness or just to take me down and to torture me? Because if you're going to compare yourself, we don't compare to the past. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk more about the X-Files. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the X-Files, talking about your past relationships. You know, sometimes people bring up your past mistakes because they want to exercise control over the argument or your self-esteem. So what they really want to do is bring you down by your past mistakes and tell you exactly why your judgment is not to be followed and theirs is. And so what they want to do is they want to control everything. Oh, we're going over to your parents where you screwed this person and you did this with this person. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there because your parents know what you did and they they saw that and they, they, they witnessed the kind of things you did with this person and now you're with me. They're going to think, poor me, what a idiot I am to be with you. You know, people that do all that kind of crap, they're manipulative and they're controlling and they're narcissistic. And that's a quality that you have to be really careful of. And if you don't set boundaries around it, hey, look, these are my parents. It's part of my life. They've seen me make mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes. But if you're going to make and hold my past against me and make me have to redefine my relationships with my people that I love in my life and have played a bigger role than my sexual relationship on this evening with this person. Um, No, that's not going to work. So you need to decide whether or not you want to be with me or not. 
And is this about you trying to exercise control over me or not? Or is this about you trying to make your judgment better than mine? Or are you, you know, what is the point of you trying to put me down? Or are you trying to understand what I learned from the experience? Now, that's a whole different ballgame. Because if you really want to know what I learned from it, this is what I learned. So why can't we focus on that rather than what I did? Because that's a whole different ballgame. Diverting the subject. When a partner brings up your past mistakes, they don't like you talking about their past. Well, how about when you did this and that? How about when you said that I had an affair, but how about when you made out with this person or when you texted this person or when you did this? Now they're going to move the cheese because they don't want to take accountability for their own crap. And so what they love to do, especially people that have affairs, they love to accuse their partner of having an affair because they're actually the ones that are doing it. So when they're hyper-focused on you having an affair, that's because they're either thinking about it, watching pornography, or they're doing somebody else. You need to know that. And you need to call them out and say, you know what? Usually the, the accuser is the one that's doing it. So what's up with you? Are you watching porn? Are you talking to somebody? Are you thinking about having a relationship? What is the deal? Because you're bringing this up all the time and I'm not doing anything. So something's going on in you to make you think that I'm doing what you're actually thinking about doing. You know, and bringing that up is not a bad thing. There's also low emotional control. That's what a person does when they want to bring up your past relationships. Perhaps you're already aware that you're bringing up the past when you don't want to. So you try to focus on the present, but emotions get the best of you because they keep nitpicking about what well, you said. You did this with this person. You did this with this person. Oh, you went to this place with this person. Oh, you went to dinner at this restaurant with this person. Well, yeah, I was living. I was in a relationship. I tried to make it work. It didn't work. Sorry. Sorry, it didn't work. Um, but I want to be with you, not them. But if you want to make it all about them and all the great memories I had with this person, I had some good memories. I had some moments. I had some highlights. But I didn't make a life with them because they're not here. They're not here for the long run. So what's the point? Are we building a life together? Are we making our own memories? Or is it about rejuvenating what memories I had with someone else that are much more important than what we will do with our future? You know, finding absolution by comparing our mistakes. That's what people love to do to move the cheese. They love to compare themselves to the past. And what they're really saying is, you don't love me the way you used to love someone else. And you're never going to fill that gap. You have to be sorry. I'm sorry you feel like I'm not going to fill the gap for you. I understand how that must feel. What can I do to make you understand how much I love you and want to be with you? What is it that you are looking for in this past relationship that you need from me now? What is that? I need to understand it so I can do a better job loving you and understanding you. Nothing is worse than being constantly reminded of the times you were the worst self by somebody that you loved dearly. We have loved in our past. We have loved people differently, but we have loved. And if we want to compare love, there is no comparison because every person has different needs. You know, one person may need gifts. Another person may need sex. Another person may need time together. Everybody's relationships are different. 
Some people might be terrible at quality time and more more about giving gifts because that's their own love language. I love to give gifts because that's what I like. And so some people understand love to be giving you what I love. And that's really not love at all. That's love of yourself, but not love of your partner. But discovering your partner's uh, love language has everything to do with understanding that my job is to learn how to suffer for you, to understand how you receive love so that I give you the love that you need. Now, here's a deal about predatorial relationships like affairs. People that have affairs understand that in a relationship, it can be the loneliest place on earth when it's not working. And so what predators love to do is look for those lonely people and then give them the love language that the other idiot that they're married to or stuck with is not giving them and starving them because people are so selfish that they love to love the other person the way they want to receive love. So giving gifts for me, I'm going to give gifts to you and you should love that. But that doesn't fill your tank. But all of a sudden, somebody gives you words of affirmation. Hey, you're sexy. Oh, you're this, you're that. Oh, look at how you look today. And you just suck that up like crazy. I mean, you that fills your tank in two seconds fast. Oh, my God, they think I'm sexy. Oh, my God, they are attracted to me. Oh, my God, I can't believe. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to obsess on this person because they know your love language. And they're going to fill that tank until you finally do them. And that's just the way it goes. And some people, it's a conquest. Other things, other people think, oh my God, this is my soulmate because they know my love language. Oh my God, I can't believe somebody loves me the way I need to be loved. This must be the person that I've waited for my whole life. Well, that's a bunch of crap. They just know your love language and they're doing it because they're going to get what they want. And maybe they're good enough person to do it the rest of your life. That would be nice if they're mature enough to do that. And sometimes those relationships work out because the person you're with is so narcissistic that they can't get outside themselves to love you the way you need to be loved. And that's just maybe the truth, that they're immature and incapable of loving you the way you need to be loved. They want to give you the love they would receive. And so that's just all they're capable of. And if that's the deal and you finally realize that that's all they have to give, maybe it's time to call it quits. You know, finding absolution by comparing mistakes, you know, bringing up the past can show what you did is not as bad as what they did. Oh, well, you had sex this way with this person and you're upset because I did this with this. Well, you did this five times with this person or you told me about all the times you did this kind of sex with this person. And now you're upset because I did this in the past with mine. So we do, you know, this comparison crap is just immature. It's stupid and it's a waste of time and it doesn't do anything for the relationship. So what are you saying? We should break up because I had this kind of sex and you had that kind of sex. Is that what this is about? That we don't, that, that, that I had something greater than you? Is that what it's about? Okay. If that's how you want to see it, what has that to do with our relationship? You know, are you just want to cause an argument? What are you doing here? Well, I just want to know what you did. I want to know about your past. I want to know about this, that, and the other. Okay. Is it about learning what I learned from the past or is it what I did in the past that's more important? You see, you got to go back to what's called an adult. Also, people love to punish people by their past. Oh, 
you did this. Oh, you did this with this person, but you would never do this. Oh, you made out with this person for a day and you made out with me for two minutes, I think, in the whole course of our existence. You know, when they compare themselves to the past, maybe they ought to analyze themselves and say, why am I not making out with you compared to this other person? Maybe it's because you're so hateful and you love to punish me with my past that I don't want to have sex with you. I don't want to make out with your stinky ass. I don't want to do anything because you're not very sexy because all you want to do is pound me for my past, you know, and that's never a good thing. So you want to know, once again, what did I learn from my past? Are we worried about our relationship and how the past may help us improve? Or are you more about how you compare to the other person? Trying to restore trust is getting back to I care about you. I understand you are upset. I understand you think that I am not going to give you what I gave this other person. And you're probably right. I gave this other person because I didn't know this or I didn't have the good boundaries. But I want to give you in a way that is good for me and good for you. But I don't want to overdo my boundaries when I know I don't like this. I'm not going to give you stuff that I don't like because it's not from my heart. And, and, you know, sometimes we do give to each other, but we do that in a way that we understand that that's what our partner needs. And that's a love language. I'm not good at doing this kind of sex, but I'll do this with you because that's what you want. That's okay to do, but you both have to agree on that, you know, and that's an important part of a relationship. That's called maturity, you know, and... and the other deal is if we can't talk about our past and it's not safe to talk about our past, we're always going to have resentment for each other. But our past is about learning, not about what happened. The priority is what we learned. You know, it, it, an important need is, is not being met is another per reason why a person brings up your past. That is because they're not getting out of you something that they wanted to get out of you or that you promised that they would give out of you. So if you're not feeling it and all you're doing is mechanical sex and they're wondering, why are you giving me mechanical sex? What is this? What is this crap? Is this what you did with this person? I mean, you were screwing this person for five years and you guys were like rabbits and now you're with me and it's like you're, you know, I'm a blow up doll. You know, what is that about? Well, the deal is maybe you're not asking for more from them. Maybe you're not setting good enough boundaries to let them understand, hey, if we're going to do these things, you, you need to understand that I need to have some emotional connection here, not just you doing me, because you doing me feels like a blow-up doll, and I'm not a blow-up doll. So, you know, hey, we need to, I need to have better boundaries with you. So that starts with you, not with them. You setting a better boundary with that person. But if you're using sex as a battleground because you resent their past, now you're being immature and stupid. You're not communicating your needs. You're just using it to punish them for their past. So the deal is we need to understand what it takes for us to want to have intimacy. And we need to deliver that so that both of us can have intimacy. But we need to understand that sometimes in marriage, a person is tired and sometimes they're not going to be all there. And that's called married sex. And that's the way it happens sometimes. It's not going to be the freaking honeymoon every time. It's going to be somebody getting off and somebody not. And that's marriage. And it's unfortunate, but that's not how you want. That's not the goal of what you want it to be. But oftentimes that's what's happening because we have different needs at different times. But the willingness to understand the importance and understand 
this is what my partner needs and this is what I want to give them is very much an act of love. And so we have to understand that sex sometimes is sacrificial in that, but it doesn't mean it has to be every time. So, you know, looking and understanding each other's needs is more important than what happens. So if we understand each other's needs, then we know where we need to compromise and where we don't need to. You know, but the past relationships, if we keep throwing that at each other, we're going to destroy each other. So that's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I, I love hearing from you. And you can do that on our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, and the Health and Wellness Channels, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. So remember, the worst resentment you can have is the resentment you choose to keep. Also, resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Also, people only have one heart to break or they have 206 bones to choose from. Also, anger is a boomerang. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.